0: Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people, I ask them all the questions I can think of, and then hopefully by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. longest and hardest seasons are usually fought with our heads down and eyes squinted shut against whatever might come next. We forget to look up, to look around at the good in the grunge. We forget about the seasons we've already walked through that were tough, but worth it. We think all of a sudden, goodness has run out for us. We're no longer worthy of or willing to wait for the better. We just settle in. And this settling keeps us from Great. It leaves us in the land of just okay. But God has told us over and over, His faithfulness through our obedience brings abundance. We forget His faithfulness, though. We treat it like it might run out. Last year, Caroline jumped on an episode about being friend-zoned and all the ups and downs of living that single adult life. And here we sit, a year later, with a very different story to tell. God's faithfulness in the meantime, the waiting time, is a flash of hope for anyone in a season of waiting. Here's No One Told Me Not to Settle. Okay, we're back again with the sweetest, sweetest Caroline. And I am on a whole nother level for this episode because we are leaps and bounds away from where we were a year ago. So a year ago, almost today, Mm -hmm. you were sitting in my living room and we were talking about the friend zone and how awful it was. And we were talking about your non experience <laughs> terrible dating life. And while it was super entertaining for me, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that you found as much joy in it as I did. So go ahead, remind us where you were a year ago. I know you had just left New York, or were about to leave New York, right? You're still living there. Mm-hmm. You're about to leave. You're moving back to Knox. We were talking dating apps. Just give us a little bit of a recap of where we were about a
1: year ago. About this time last year, actually I was not I don't think at that point I was ready to move back from New York oh, yeah. yet, but I was we just very wanted uncertain. Back. We just wanted you <laughs> very back so uncertain bad. about how I felt about it. It's a lonely city, and by September, I was definitely feeling that. So this time last year, single lady, working from home, decided to move to New York with my friend just to give it a whirl, get a fresh start. i have actually
0: just gone on a date with a guy from Knoxville, weirdly enough, uh-huh. in New York. Yeah. And never heard back from him, right? Or what happened with that?
1: I never heard back from him. It was, a, it was a good first date. I was like, wow, I don't usually have second date potential, but here we are. Never, never make it this far. <laughs> never heard back from him. And what's crazy
0: is I actually saw him at the grocery store not too long ago in Knoxville. You are lying to me. I didn't talk this to him. Is, your life is the weirdest <laughs> life I think I've ever heard of. I truly believe that. I just dodged the chip <laughs> aisle real hard. <laughs> <laughs> just kept me. We don't need those chips and dips. We're just going to dip and a spoon. Yes. Um, so you were living in New York. You were in this in-between season. I remember us talking about this, mm-hmm. where you had graduated from college. You were working full-time, and you just felt like... There was this space there for something, but you didn't know what it was. You couldn't figure it out. You were almost in this waiting game. And what I want to go into now that we didn't really get into the last episode was, have you always felt like God had someone for you? I mean, were these, I know there had to be moments like these dates where you weren't so sure, like maybe, maybe you weren't meant to get married. Like what was that season? What did it feel like for you?
1: I would say for a really long time, I was pretty sure that the Lord had someone set for me. And then I kind of had this moment where I was like, maybe not. And having that realization of being like, maybe I am supposed to be single for the rest of my life. Obviously, that was a really hard thought at first, but I think it's honestly what broke a lot of strongholds for me with singleness. I think just having to work through that and be okay with being alone and being okay somehow getting to that point of being okay with not finding someone I realized there was actually a lot of freedom in that and, you know, a lot of kind of the crazy train that you can get on with your chain with your of thought and all these different things of like obsessing kind of over your singleness, I was able to let go because of that. Early on, thinking that I was going to be with someone was almost like out of entitlement just because I was like, well, yeah, everybody else does it. So surely I, I will. I, yeah. yeah, why wouldn't I? And it's like a social norm or, you know, all those kinds of different things. And so having to kind of break through that really helped me honestly in the last few
0: years. What did it look like for you to break through that? I mean, that's a huge step because it's such a big piece of your life. So, releasing the control of that, what did that look like for you just day to day?
1: I think it was just taking captive of my thoughts a lot of times and just realizing that the chapter of your life that is single is just as significant as being married and Realizing that that part of your life is meant to be full and that part of your life is meant to be filled with learning about yourself and learning about other people and how to interact with people and not just in a romantic way, but with your coworker, with your mom, like building these different relationships with your roommate.
0: And just relationships that, you know, otherwise, I think about this a lot. I might have mentioned it on the last episode. I really, I cannot remember. But when Ryan went away to school, we had lives outside of each other. So we were able to develop all these other relationships with friends and coworkers or classmates or whatever that we might not have been able to develop had we only been around each other through all of our college years. And that's a little bit of a leap, but I think about you in this waiting period and, I know a lot of people want to get to the point where, whether they are waiting on a spouse or they're waiting on something else, there's always going to be these seasons of a wait of some form. How did you navigate this specific season for you?
1: I love that you said that because I think now where I am in my life, even though it looks a lot different than a year ago, I think that's what I have learned most is okay, yeah, waiting for your spouse is a huge part of your life. Like it changes the rest of your life. But as soon as you find that person, you turn right around and you're in another waiting season for something else. So having the mentality that that's the end game is such a lie, like to believe and to, to like really base a lot of your life on. So I'm really glad that you said that. But navigating the wait, I think for me, it was just more of deciding not to wait, deciding that My life could look exactly like I wanted to without having a significant other, you know, and there were accomplishments that I wanted to make without that person and realizing that that I had the freedom to do that on my own. It's not like this independent, like, I don't need a man or anything like that, but just realizing there were things that I could do that would bring so much freedom into my life and so much joy into my life. It's like I believed that only my joy could come from a man at some point. But I'm so glad that I learned that. And I think that was obviously something that you kind of have to process through. And everybody's story is going to be
0: different. And with those seasons of waiting, I think a lot of times we associate pain with waiting, that we're missing out on something or that we're less than because we don't have the thing that we wanted to. But you hit on it. But that waiting period affords you opportunities that you would not get if you had immediately gotten what you wanted, these opportunities to take whatever next step is there. And that's what I encourage even myself to do and and others in this season of waiting. And I think all of us are in one to some degree. Like we have dreams. We have other things that we want to happen, but they're not happening yet. And we build up this pain or bitterness at times or anger over why is this not happening for me instead of stepping outside of it and seeing Look at what I can do right now that I would not be able to do if I had a significant other, if I had several kids, if I had that job, if I moved to that state. You know, there are things right now that you are capable of doing that will bring so much joy and fulfillment. And I think you discovered that in this season of waiting. And I also think it is risky business in these seasons to not settle. Some opportunities will come along and they're good. They're okay. And they're, they're kind of what you want. And so you're like, okay, I'll just jump in to this. And when you're single, those opportunities are often someone that you can date who maybe they don't treat you great. Maybe they don't always think of you first. Maybe they do not make you better in any way. But they're there. They want to take you out. They're going to pay for some dinner for you or whatever it might be. How did you battle settling and not just going with whatever happened to come along when you swiped? on your dating apps. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for bringing that up. You're <laughs> welcome. I just want to work that in there one more time. I really wanted to.
1: I would like to say, I actually did not hate dating apps. It was
0: it gave me a great experience. Can I tell you something? I'm trying so hard to convince the single people in my life mm-hmm. that it may, maybe it's just not here in our city yet a mm-hmm. thing, but I have friends in Nashville who she literally said to me the other day, I've been to three weddings this year from people who have met via an app or online. Three different weddings that they just met Online, it's not weird anymore. It's no. not weird,
1: and I think there is kind of like the stigma around it. That's like, oh, I'm ashamed, or I don't want to tell someone. I'm like, I was on dating apps. That's fine. A lot of shame that was for you. You know, <laughs> no, but that's the thing is like, if you don't find your person, you were you're learning. Like, yeah, and that's true. If you don't have the gift of discernment, you have a friend that does who can swipe for you. That's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but just please, let yeah. someone help you on this journey. <laughs> I also try to convince these people to let me write their dating profiles. I just really feel like I would experience a lot like of joy really good through it. this. So if you're out there and you want a dating profile, please let me write it. I'm up for it. Freelance but dating profile <laughs> right. on the side side hustle. <laughs> so you went on dates. It's not like yeah. you were just sitting there not seeing anyone. Oh, yeah. And it's not like no one was asking you out. Yeah. You were going out on these dates. How did you not just settle into something just because it felt better than not? Just from being
1: on that side like so recently, it's so hard to not settle because you've really never experienced like the real thing you know and I don't know if that really makes sense but for me I just kind of knew myself and and I think my friends knew me well that whenever I found somebody it would go fast and I just I think I do have a little bit of a discernment to just know myself and have I'm a gut person so that was why dating for me a lot of times didn't go very far with guys because I just was kinda of like, I just know that's not it. I just. just know
0: you weren't second date material all the time. <laughs> you know, it's,
1: true. And it's were they. true, yeah, it's true. I just kinda of knew it in my gut. And so I kind of expected it to go that way for me whenever I found that person. But settling is it's such a cop out. I mean, it's such an easy thing and I don't mean that lightly. I mean There's it's a comfort just level so to it. easy
0: to do. Yeah. If you feel that pain or that frustration with waiting. And here's someone who will take you out. And that's what hurts my heart the most, I think, when I see that play out of God has way more than you can think or imagine for you. But because you can't think of it or really fully imagine it being you in those scenarios, then you will settle for way less than ever was planned for you. Oh, yeah.
1: Nowadays, it takes years of therapy to even know your own self-worth. It's a huge reflection of how you view yourself, too. and. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with going on some dates, but, you know, I think you have to kind of ask yourself what your intention of going is. My intention is to get attention or is my intention because I see potential here? I think for me, I knew I probably wasn't going to settle end game. I would so much rather be single and live my happy life like I was then than to be with the wrong person. But I think it was really easy for me to settle in an emotional relationship or in like a physical relationship or whatever that fill in the blank. I knew in the back of my mind or in my gut that it wasn't who I was going to be with for the rest of my life, but it was a easy fix, I guess, for it like filled a void for me, you know, for a while. And so I just learned my own emotional boundaries and knew where I had to go. And I'm thankful that I was surrounded by people to help me do that and to be able to call me out whenever they're like, you're not actually going to like be with this guy.
0: Well, and I think that's a a big piece of it is letting the people who know you best have a peek at what that relationship is becoming or turning into because sometimes you can be blinded by maybe you genuinely are interested in this person and sometimes you need others that you trust and love to step in and say, hey, this is healthy. This is good. He's great or she's great or you need to step away from this and trust what they're saying too on the flip side of that.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine... You two being the only two in your relationship that being healthy, like with not any sort of counsel or wisdom or just evaluation. You know, you need you need someone to come in and help you evaluate, I think, even as a single person. I mean, I, I feel like I had people in my life to do that as
0: well. So you're sitting across from me right now and you're holding that microphone with your left hand. And there is <laughs> something that is just blinding my eyeballs every time I try to look at you while you're talking. And it shows, it's just a symbol of how different things are now than they were almost 1 year ago. So just fill us in a little bit <laughs> on where things stand now for you. I am engaged. What? <laughs> That's not the greatest news. And I mean, Callie, I kind of owe it to you. Just and give credit where credit is and due. And your co-host, Brooke. I know. <laughs> Listen, if I didn't handle the introductions and Brooke didn't apply the pressure, I don't know that any of this would have happened.
1: I really don't. This, this episode is my redemptive coming back to <laughs> sound. Look how far I've come. <laughs> Look how far I've come, guys. This is It's <laughs> worth it. It's worth the wait. It is a
0: very simple story. Uh, Caroline came, helped me with a few things. And then we were walking out and her future fiance, which we did not know at the time, was at the end of the hallway sitting in his office. And I said, hey, have you met Tim? And I walk you in, introduce you. It's great. A little awkward for everybody because that's just how I do. He was wearing a green sweater. Oh, you do remember that? That's amazing. Okay, but he doesn't
1: remember meeting
0: me that day. Oh, Tim is here. Tim is with us now. Tim, can you battle that?
2: In my defense, <laughs> let me just speak my piece.
0: You looked upset. That's why I'm going to give you a shot at this.
2: <laughs> I remembered after the fact. I remembered the actual interaction. I did not realize it was her until later on because I had just started. I was meeting so many people. I didn't even know who my coworkers were, let alone a random girl that came in.
1: Oh, but she oh, was just random. some random
0: girl. It's probably because you meeting so many other single women at the same oh, that time Everyone Listen, just I'm limb. not kidding we weren't two steps from that office before I turned around and mouth to Caroline he is single he is single Caroline like I actually just, I was still living in New York at this time I hadn't even moved back yet but I'm pretty sure I came back in and told him hey she I did I, Tim's nodding his head because I think I walked right back in here after I walked you out to your car and said hey she's single and she's moving back here she's coming back to Knoxville we have a shot at this yeah. so what happened after that
1: so we met at church. Then you and Brooke started the fit class. I mean, I owe this podcast so the much. Podcast. Listen, if you want to meet who you're going to marry, you need to contact us. We'll take care of it for you. This it's is turning fine. into its own dating app. No one told me dating app. No one told me you'd be the one. Yeah. <gasps> We've got, I hope someone's writing these things <laughs> down. Tim, get a pen and paper. But yeah, so he was actually a coach at the fit class. I mean, I knew that he was going to be there. I mean, it was like, aware. I was aware but, you saw him featured on the and Instagram. I also know myself. And if he wasn't there, I would have probably only come for one week.
0: <laughs> <So>. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I did put that together as well. That <laughs> you, it wasn't your favorite thing in the world to do, but the future favorite person in the world was there. So you, yeah. you had to be there too. I yeah. By I think the mid of the first week,
1: I was already turning all the moves into like actual dance moves, like rather than workouts. So. <laughs> I it had to do something. You. It was effective, but I couldn't be too obvious about it because I was in a different group. Yep. I couldn't be in his group. Yes. I, I think even had the opportunity to be in his group, and I denied it. So I'm proud of you. You got to play hard to get. You at do. This you got to play hard to get. Um, didn't last long, but, <laughs> um, but yeah. So. After the first bit class, we actually got a little group together and went to dinner, and I slipped my digits in a, into his phone. And
0: How did that – please walk me through this. This, okay. this, I love it so much because I have no game anymore. I don't know how it works anymore. And I know there are listeners who need some insight into this. So what did that look like for you to do that? So at the time, I was kind of a spokesperson for adults or young
1: professionals. And so I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to invite him to our upcoming event and then like, let me get your phone number so that I can text you the details. So you can know everything and be a part of this great event with us. So actually after fit was kind of our first
0: date, like the second week, I kind of consider it an impromptu Were you wearing that shirt?
1: An impromptu date. You all
0: are very tied to clothing. I mean, you yeah, are very, well, you, know. you remember, I still have, <laughs> this is not good for follow-up as a minimalist from that episode a couple weeks ago, but I still have the shirt that Ryan and I went on our first date. In. I think and you need to frame it I can't bear to give it away like my wedding dress I don't even know where that is but I have the, <laughs> the shirt that we went on our first date in I don't know why I keep it. I have this illusion that Henley will wear it someday and let me tell you she will not wear this shirt someday I won't even wear the shirt That's again so I
1: can't you give even it like put it in a special place I don't know
0: thank you for that insight <laughs>
1: Just a very vague, just a special place. Just a, <laughs> a special place can somewhere. Can you hang it up like somewhere? So you went on a couple dates. Well, so I'll say our first date, like that gut thing, you know, I was telling you about, it didn't really kick in for me on the first date. I was like, oh, this was nice. I honestly felt so awkward. I just really did not Tima, feel like I was, was myself. was she
0: awkward? Was she awkward?
2: She was not. She was the picture of beauty and grace. <laughs> I was the awkward one.
0: Oh my gosh. Such a suck up. <laughs> Such a suck up. Listen, you already have the ring. You already got the yes. Okay? Yeah, you can stop now. committed
1: for life now. So, But yeah, so the first date for me didn't just blow me away just because I was so in my head about it. But you know, I'm the queen of first dates. You knew this. You knew, so. you are.
0: Listen, you've got this down to a science.
1: But it was really great, though, because there was an interest. By the time we got to the end of the date, there was definitely an interest of like, okay, yeah. This may have not been like the sweep me off my feet kind of date but no it, red flags. But no it was, bells are going no off. No red yeah. flags at all. That's what was so like super weird about it. Because I'm, you know, so weird. Because I can tell you three about him right
0: now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's the best. Yeah.
1: But anyway, so yeah, and I was like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go on a second date. And then after that, we didn't really have a second date. We just kind of kept hanging out like that week. And then I asked him to be my plus one to a wedding.
0: I remember this Wait, because I
1: I, I consulted you? Brooke about it. I was of like, course. Brooke,
0: can I is, tell is you? Is this too forward? <laughs> I don't know if I should have done that, honestly. I mean, they're probably But you can thank her because look, it worked.
1: So I mean it worked. And she was the one that's like, this guy's single. And she's like, Caroline, you really need to like I think you'd be a big int- she was her. a huge like you're the one who introduced us. And she, then I was like, She applied the you pulled pressure. Back, she said make and I was it like, happen. You know, what if it's if, if if this is for you guys, do your thing. And she's like, No, this is for you guys.
0: <laughs> and just weeks ago. August twenty third. August twenty-third, so, he proposed, you said yes, and we are on the wedding train. We have been dating. At that point, less than four months. It feels crazy. so much longer, though. <laughs> the, even that's shocking me right now. People, like, people that are that probably be?
1: falling out of their chairs as they're listening to this. But yeah, we both have just like, I mean, obviously, uh, you've heard my dating story. But we, you know, we both have had experience with dating and finding what we like and what we don't like. And it was just kind of that immediate, there was just like a steadiness about it. Mm-hmm. That, that was It was just a foundation that built so well so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what has just been so different about
0: it. Tim, I want to ask, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a second, because I have a question on the other side of it. So Caroline shared about her dating history or whatever, and obviously you, everyone comes into relationships with a dating history of some sort. So as the guy who was kind of the pursuer, as the guy who is, you know, trying to move forward in the relationship, what was your take on it? Like when she asked you to be her plus one to the wedding or whatever else, like I'm curious what a guy's perspective is just on the other side of it, of like starting a relationship, All of that stuff. Like, what were you thinking in that stage?
2: I mean, honestly, I didn't hate it because, you know, in past relationships and dates and stuff like that, like you said, typically the guy is the one that kind of makes that first initial action. And so that's kind of what I was used to. And then when she did, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. You know, I'm not having to do this work. Of course I'll go with you.
0: Caroline said, I'm going to roll so my eyes so much in this episode, they're going to get stuck in the back of my head. I am one of these people that
1: I'm like pretty open Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I'm not also just a friendly person in general. I'm friendly, and I
1: learned early on that there is not much of a a difference in the way that I treat guys that are my friends versus guys that I'm interested in. So I knew I kind of needed to, like, show some sort of interest, and I obviously got, you know, a couple other people's opinions Just be like, is this too forward? But honestly, I'll tell you what it was. It was seeing his dance moves. It was seeing the the dance dance moves. He was dancing at the fit class, and then I was like... He's gonna I going know, to love going I kept wa-
0: trying to get him to stop. Okay. I just not. want
1: to clarify, though. It's not like I was just like, yo, dude, you're like, <laughs> you're going, sound you're like- going to it what Yeah. No, Tim, it was with, like you said earlier, grace and
0: beauty. <laughs> <laughs> he did for sure just make it sound like you came out of nowhere. Just, like, hey, I, you're going to this, like, pulled up in your car. Uh, I in. just talked. No. I tossed him a little bait just to see where it would ride. Were you so nervous? Did you text him and no, ask him? No, it was face to face. Caroline, I could not be prouder of you right now. I don't. There is not a chance in this world, a chance in this world, that I would have had the courage. Well, I gave him the. I mean, I gave him I would the have option shot a text message over. I remember thinking through back when you had to count your text messages in the early oh, days, yeah, yeah. and I remember thinking, "Am I going to spend one of my text messages texting Ryan first, or am I going to wait and see if he texts me?" And not like all this convincing I would have to do.
1: I'm, I think that's that's honestly though what was awesome about dating Tim. We never went through that, like. Yeah, we texted. We actually talked through Instagram.
0: That is the shadiest thing (laughs) in the whole world.
1: (laughs) We talked about that. Yeah, it was probably a couple days, I guess. And then he's the one who switched it over the text. Because I, I, you know, you you had
0: nothing to do with that. Come on, Tim. That does make me want to ask just one more question in this realm What's the balance between being the pursuer and being pursued? Because every woman wants to be pursued, but from the, the man's point of view, too. On some level, you're like, I will take the reins and take over from here. What's the balance? Like, what – either one of you all or both of you could take this question of what you think the balance should be.
2: I mean, I think that, you know, it can kind of go either way a little bit. But from a guy, I mean, yes, I do like to, you know, be kind of the one pursuing in, you know, certain areas and that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I also like – her pursuing in a way that shows me that there is something worth me pursuing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm tracking with you. So
2: I, I like that a lot because it shows me that, oh, she's actually interested. If she's willing to ask me to a wedding, that means that I can actually pursue a little bit harder and I know that she's actually interested, if that and makes sense.
0: that was our first peek at you all in a picture together. And I think by the time we all saw that picture, we just knew.
2: Oh, we look good.
0: Oh, my goodness. She looked good. You <laughs> you you're okay. But that red dress, I remember what you're wearing. I thought, look at them. Oh, thanks girl. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You just, it can't be helped.
1: I would say my response to that question is for me, I didn't necessarily feel like I was pursuing him. It was more of like, I just want to be clear that Intentions. I'm interested. Yeah. Like, and I think, you know, the guys that I'm friends with and have talked to, they usually like that. Like, it's not so much of I'm pursuing him. I'm not coming after you. I'm not texting you. Calling no, you every it's day. a, yeah. There's like, you throw, you throw a pretty clear bone and if he doesn't pick up, then that's fine. And it's also not kind of going in that crazy, like we girls do sometimes, overthinking everything. Yeah. But for me, I was like, he's been texting me. He's been the one reaching out to me. They were clear He's the signs. one who paid for dinner last sure. week when we went out kind of
0: on our first date. But I kind of was like, okay, he is showing me signs That's a great point to make. Like, you didn't just come out of nowhere, like, hey, go to this wedding with me. It was, there were obvious points where he showed interest as well.
1: I actually have a question for Tim. What I've experienced is if a guy wants to be with the girl, he's going to show up. It's not like this complicated, episode, manipulated thing. Do you think that's accurate? Or do you think that uh, there are a lot of guys who kind of play the mind games and try to play the hard to get stuff?
2: I think that's pretty accurate. I'm sure there are guys, you know, out there that do overthink and, you know, maybe just not have as much confidence, I guess. But no, I I totally agree. I think a guy wants to be in a relationship or at least just even spend time and get to know a girl. Even if he's doing it kind of subconsciously, he's going to show up to things. Whether he doesn't know that he's doing it or not, he's going to actually start pursuing her. So...
0: It makes it a little easier, too. As long as they're as clear as they can be, it makes it a little easier. But from where you stand now, Mm -hmm. and you look back over this past year, from last September, when you were sitting in my living room to now, what do you see? How can you trace each step to how you got here? I'm going to get emotional. My sweet Caroline, I can't handle it. I'm going to cry now, too.
1: I don't know. Like, it's, um, it, you know, cliches are cliches because they're true. And I wish that weren't true. <laughs> I think I've just seen the Lord's faithfulness so much um, because this was a desire that I wanted. But it's almost like sometimes you have to really give up a desire before the Lord will give it to you. And I'm so thankful that. I went through that process of learning what it was like to sacrifice, not not sacrifice, but just to hand over my cares, like to the Lord, you know, and I think it wasn't truly until that moment that I felt peace about it. And no, it's not that the moment you, you know, you hand it over to the Lord, He immediately gives you back what you want. That wasn't the case for me either. But yeah, when I look back on this past year, I just see why so many things happened. Like Tim is kind of the missing puzzle piece to make things clear for me. Like there's just been so much understanding that I've gained on why I went through things previously, because it's led me to him Mm -hmm. kind of what we were talking about earlier with the settling thing. It just, Oh, it just breaks my heart for people who have settled with marriage and with marrying people, you know, who are not made for them or, uh, someone who's not like a, a good husband or a good wife or whatever it may be, because now I'm seeing what I have prayed for for so long. I don't really know where their endurance or the resilience came from, I guess, because whenever I do look back on my relationships, it is painful to look back on sometimes. And I don't really know where the confidence came from sometimes or the strength came from sometimes, like looking back and remembering in the moment. But now it's just like because I prayed It's like the weirdest thing, but I really think that it's because I prayed and it's because my mom prayed and other people have prayed for me. And it wasn't always, Lord, bring her a husband. Lord, it was bring her joy, bring her fullness in her life, even if that is singleness. So yeah, I just see so many dots connected. So many different things in my life have more meaning now because of Him and because I went through them. He's better than I dreamed. He's a lot different than what I thought I would end up with, which is kind of crazy, but also In the best way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, And like in the best way, because the Lord knew what I needed more than I knew what I needed. And so,
0: yeah, He's just been a huge blessing like to me and my family. It just goes back to that whole um, how God has for you better than you can think or imagine what it could be. And He proves it. And you said, you talked about God's faithfulness. If there's one thing I've learned probably in the past six months more than anything else, in a season of my own waiting, is God has proven His faithfulness over and over, not in giving me what I want, but in showing up to meet me where I am. It's like He has spoken to me over and over that if I've been so faithful up to this point, why do you think I'm, I'm not going to be? Like, Do you think it runs out? Do you think that you've like used up all my faithfulness and I can give you no more? It is just the biggest piece that He has taught me in the past six months is that His faithfulness, it does not run out. And every time we think, It's not going to work out the way we want it to. We end up where you are now looking back at a hard year and seeing His hand every step of the way.
1: Absolutely. Just kind of capping off, you know, what I said earlier, you have to have a moment of surrendering your desires to the Lord. Like you have to have that in order to have peace, in order to move on, in order to have a full God glorifying life. I think that you kind of have to have that moment. That was the changing point for me. And I think the thing is that I didn't have just one big moment of that. I think it was a lot of little moments. This past year was a lot of little moments for me like that. One of the things that I prayed for was that my relationship or in my marriage, if I were to have one, would be a ministry. And it's really cool because even just in the two weeks that Tim and I have been engaged, I've had multiple people reach out to me saying, your story gives me a little bit of hope because I'm looking at my life now and there is no man in sight that I'm interested in. But the fact that you have found someone who is great and good and wants what the Lord wants, like that gives me hope because he literally could come out of nowhere and be I could be engaged in four months. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times in your singleness, you'd get in a fog. You know, you can't see what the next five years looks like. Or you think the next five years is going to look exactly like the past five years. (laughs) Or that the next
0: five years only hinge on meeting someone. Right. And I mean, you said it earlier in that, you know, your singleness is a season of life that can be enjoyed and can be abundant and fruitful and it's full. to be full, yeah. And it doesn't have to just be a season of mourning oh, or yeah. sadness or I any I think of that. it should be
1: the exact opposite. I mean, you can have such an incredible ministry as a single person. The amount of time, the amount of freedom that you have, you'll never get that again. Like truly, and you can travel. You can go wherever you, you want can go to. where you, where go you live.
0: Want. I mean, look, you were in Nashville, you were in New York. I mean, you had the season of living wherever you wanted and working whatever job you wanted because you only had you mm-hmm. to take care of.
1: I think just getting different world perspective too is huge because whenever I moved to New York, you know, everybody up there they're getting married at like thirty five, mm-hmm. sometimes even forty, and so being up there, I was like, man, I'm a spring chicken yeah. up here. Like this is great. But I think also, just looking past social norms, looking past what's normal for maybe people in your little bubble in your friend group is huge like that gave me so much just so much freedom because I was able to say, "Hey, like, look at all that I've accomplished, look at all these things that I've wanted to do and I've actually done them like that's so crazy rather than sitting at home sulking. i just I'm very proud of what it developed into for me. It didn't always look like that, but I'm just very thankful that I had the people in my life and
0: the church and the friends and the family to be able to help shape that for me. For anyone who's in that season right now, the waiting or the meanwhile or whatever you want to call it, cuz you feel like God has called you to to marriage eventually and maybe you are just you're in the season we just described. What's your best advice?
1: I may be a little tough love here, but My best advice is I mean, I'm not going to say you're going to find somebody just because you may not. Like, that's the reality of it. I mean, but the thing I I think is that you're going to be okay. Even if you don't, you're going to be fine. And it may look a lot different for you in your journey through singleness. You may not have, you know, your moments of surrender and giving over your desires maybe as quickly as you want or as easily as you want. But I think as long as you're constantly handing over to the Lord, whatever it may be, whether it's a job, whether it's you know a future spouse, whatever it is, I think we have to constantly just relinquish our cares on the Lord, and He will take care of you. I don't think that I fully understood that until I was able to actually fully let go of something. Because, you know, you just want to hold on to everything. Yeah. You just want to, like, you give it and then you bring it back and, or you, you Over take and it over back. again. Mm-hmm. And that's why it has to be like a daily surrender. So I think that applies not only to singleness
0: and wanting a future area. marriage,
1: but it really does mm-hmm. apply to everything. And there's a lot of freedom in that.
0: Okay. You know how we like to wrap up these episodes. I do. Caroline and Timo, I'm going to give you a shot at this question, too. <laughs> so you better be thinking through it. What are you so happy That someone did tell you about? What's something that you just absolutely love right now? I'm not sure if
1: I'm going to say this properly. I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly. ASOS. A-S-O-S. It's online shopping. Caroline, can I just tell you something
0: (laughs) right now? I was sitting here not three minutes ago thinking to myself, this was my legit thought. While I was still fully appreciating what you were saying, this was also my thought. (laughs) I wonder if I gave her just a budget and my sizes. If she would just go get clothes for me.
1: <laughs> I literally that is the thought. It's kind of funny because I just <laughs> did that for Tim,
0: but he didn't ask for it. <laughs> That's a beauty of marriage, my friend. Please do it. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely I was just thinking to myself, I could just kinda like I did with Amanda who decorated my home. I just said, here's my budget. Please do something great. I just, I need, those are the people I love I the most of my life.
1: I need you know I would love to do that. I Just, need, I just not just need, for you, for anybody. It's, I here's need a, you to do
0: this because, listen, I just, I'm getting lost in the high-waisted pants. <laughs> I'm getting lo- like, just things are going downhill over Wait, here. I, yeah, I got Help you, me. girl. Help me.
1: But a- A-S-O-S. A-S-O-S, ASOS, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't think there's a brick-and-mortar store. It's only online. It's like an online department store. But really great clothes, really good quality of clothes. Mm. They're a little bit more expensive than what? I normally buy it like Target and TJ Maxx. Yeah, but I feel that it's been so great. Their return policy is unreal.
0: That's what Speaking gets me. Speaking of return policies, Sephora's return policy also really is wonderful. You can open it, use it, and take it back. And be like, I've used this for a little while. I don't like it, and they will take it back. It's amazing. That hurts me that I didn't know that until now. <laughs> Listen, see, we're learning all sorts of things here. Is all like, what's the trend for the fall? What's your favorite trend for this fall? I'm a blazer girl. You love to go blazing? Oh, <laughs> you like to come
1: and blazing? I just love a classic blazer with jeans, like a t-shirt, jeans, and a blazer.
2: I know that. Shoes.
1: You can go flats. You can go slides. You can go strappy heels. I mean, oh. that's the thing. A blazer How many can
0: shoes
1: go. Do you, own? you don't want to know. I do. Tim doesn't want
0: to know. know. He what does. size do you wear? We haven't gotten that far in our relationship. Yet. This is. This will startle him. <laughs> I wear a size nine. I could make that work. So what do you wear? I wear an eight and a half. Oh, for My sure. feet grew with pregnancy. Isn't that weird? My mom's did too. Mine did. I went up half oh, size. Oh gosh, what so, does that mean for me? I got two pairs of shoes today. I need to take a picture and send them to you and see if you approve of them. Oh, because they were on the clearance just, rack. Just, and there I'm might just be a reason they were call. on the clearance rack. But yeah, I'll do it. That's our next step here. Yeah. Timo, what are you what do you love right now, other than Caroline?
2: Man, you really did put me on the spot. I did. <laughs> this is this is a lot more difficult yeah. of a question than
0: what do you is there anything you're watching, drinking, eating, exercising? I,
2: I mean I can tell you about my workout plan That I'm really loving right now But I don't hey, know how are you much you would another, like it
0: Are you going to do another round of fit with us
2: If I am so privileged To be asked back I would love to be a part of fit
0: Oh that's one more time. news Because Brooke's bringing it back for another round You heard it here first Hello. This fall Breaking news We're coming back with another round And you too could meet your spouse Yeah bring all your single friends <laughs>
2: not saying it's going to happen, but, but there's a pretty good percentage already. So
0: <laughs> Tim and I will be at the front if you have any questions. <laughs> we'll coach you through it. It'll be great. Guys, I'm so thankful for both of you. Caroline, thanks for coming back for another round. Just glad what I was a, able to redeem my story. What a difference a year makes. Those are great stories, though, Thank is you. all I can say. I'm proud of them. You won't. Listen, let's just say Friend Zone is just a vacation. It's not um, your destination. God bless you. Yes, right? it is. Let's write, that should go on a pillow somewhere. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. Sister, I love you so much. And we'll stay up to date on the wedding details. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you, that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review Or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at CE And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.